Welcome back to the Flex Podcast, episode 24. Got Keith back on the podcast. Got the camera. Finally, have the, the camera rolling. The camera is alive. Got the dog running around, so if you hear anything, breathing heavy or whatever, it's just the dog. You hey, know. hey, it's a podcast, man. You it's gotta, done out of living rooms now. Exactly. You got to do what you got to do. Uh, plenty of stuff to talk about. We haven't done one. Oh, my God. It's been back in the school year, so we're, we've been in summer for a while now, yeah. but... Well, there's stuff. nothing that's happened. Everything's just been oh, calm yeah. and normal. It's been a very, very yeah. quiet. Um, no, first thing I want to hit on is the Orioles, the Baltimore yeah. Orioles. That's oh, a good subject. my God. We just, we're back to 500 last night with a victory. We have um, got a lot of uh, news though coming around Trey Mancini that this may be his last homestand as an Oriole. Possibly going to get traded before the trade deadline. What do you think about that? You know, this team is, uh, when they say they're rebuilding, they mean it. Yeah, and they they are willing to sacrifice a possible shot at the wild card to continue to build for the for the future. So yeah. th- that's the elephant in the room. This team just beat Tampa Bay last night. Yeah, and they're what three games out now? I think so. Yeah, so in that range. Just yeah. say just say within five, they can make a real run for it. They have to make that decision uh, to trade a good veteran. That's going to be get down. That's going to be a, a very valuable veteran going down the stretch. Yeah. Or get that prospect and just keep building from within and try and make a run. So the the Red Sox won last night. Finally, they snapped. What was that? Four games. Yeah, losing, they've I been think? struggling. And so now they're back. Forty. Were they the 48. team that gave up twenty eight to Toronto? Yes. Oh my God. Twenty eight <laughs> to five was the score. That was ridiculous. Talking about on fire, by the way, the Blue Jays. Oh yeah, they're when they've won six straight now. They're fifty three and forty three, and we're we're at the bottom still at five hundred forty eight forty eight. Boston forty nine forty eight. Tampa fifty two forty four, and fifty three forty three is Toronto. Then the freaking Yankees. It just shows you how competitive and good our division is, as well as we played in the last two months. Yeah, we're still in the cellar. Yeah. I mean, we would be like in fighting for second place in the American League Central right now. Yeah, it's. Uh, and, it, and it's just like the the National League, if you look at um, the West, the for a second there, they were doing good. Now the top teams in that are San Diego and uh, the Dodgers. Right. But if you put us in the West or in the um, the National League, we're in the wild card. We're in the hunt. We're like we're a game, Strong game and a half out. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So um, is that the rumor that Mancini – I mean, it's been a rumor all season. Oh, yeah. No, but, it's getting intense now. I think I think they're saying that the, um, this is going to be the last homestand for him. And, uh, you know – He's having an okay season. He's getting older. What 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 is the value we're going to get for him? It's got to be kind of a middle of the road prospect, or yeah, or or maybe they're thinking pick up a guy that can help us down the stretch too. You know, Mancini doesn't run that great anymore. He's not an everyday player, but he's a cu- type of guy that can go on a playoff team and and get hot and really help him. So, well, if if let me just ask this: if you're the manager, are you running? Are you if you're trading Mancini right now, are you trading for a pitcher or are you trading for a uh, hitter? That's a good question. The Orioles pitching has been tremendous this season, but I don't want to say it's luck, but there's no way that pitching staff would consistently do that for two or three years. Yeah. They've just been well coached and they've been they've just they've had spot guys that have done real well. So maybe you need an upgrade at pitching. Maybe you need you know, John Means was their ace coming into the season and he went on with the disabled list within the first two weeks. Yeah. They don't have a guy other than, than their bullpen that can come in and throw 98 and 100 miles an hour. they got a bunch of crafty pitchers. So if you can get a big arm, even if you're going to use them in the bullpen, yeah, you want that big arm. That's what it's all about now. You want somebody can can get that ball 100 miles. we got a lot of guys that kind of dance around that a little bit. Yeah. 
Well, there's a lot of the, another rumor is is that they're willing to trade anybody in the bullpen for at the trade deadline. I first of all wouldn't do that. I wouldn't throw a lot of this. Uh, first of all, I wouldn't throw out Felix Bautista. There's no I mean, way. Unreal. Like he's going to be a closer with the next be, two years. He should be a closer. Yeah, he it's just Lopez is having a great season. Yeah. No. Um, He'll go somewhere and be an all star for five years. Oh yeah, for real. <laughs> um, you know, he reminds me of Aronis Chapman, but just a little bit bulkier, yeah, taller. That's, yeah. But he's a monster. Uh, also, Nick Vespi. Yeah. A lot of people don't give him a yeah. lot. Like, oh my God, he what did he have? He had five five strikeouts through six outs last yeah, night. Yeah. And Unreal. that's a tough lineup. Yeah. And he, just, he, he just got called back up. Night. Yeah. So no, I don't want Bautista to go either. No, I don't want Vespi Bautista. You know, Lopez. Nah. Eh, you know, he's having a great season now this year. Way bounced back from last his starter starting uh, record last season was. Horrible. I think right. he like had like three wins and fourteen losses, but uh, definitely bounced back and he settled into Brandon. a closer role. But Batista has more upside. He's, he's got more arm strength. He's more talented. Oh yeah, he's a guy that you know. I don't know. They they only bring him in in certain situations. Two innings is the max. But I guarantee you, if you had to go three, he could. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? He can be a closer. There's no question in my mind. And then you got uh, Santander, who's getting. Just and still continues to be hot. Mount Castle RBI machine and Ramon Arias. Oh my God! Since coming back from his um, uh, what was the injury? Something I think it might have been his back. Unreal Clutch. performance. Clutch. I mean, just base hits, RBI machine, doubles, just doubles, everything. Mullins has continued. I mean, everybody is just coming along. Really I forget good. that Matt Castle's only in his second season. I know. <laughs> yep. So he's part of that youth movement they have. This guy and Rutschman too. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Adley Rutschman. I mean, we're talking. Look at look at the throws he made in the Yankee series. Yeah. Throwing out guys second, second and third. Yep. This guy and and, he, and apparently he calls a great game. You talk about good pitching. Yeah. You need you need your general who's yeah. your catcher to call a good game. They they've upgraded a catcher. Probably the biggest upgrade in all the major leagues because they were terrible at catcher for a couple years. Yeah. And and uh, he's just beginning. So the future's bright with the Orioles. So I also wanted to talk about the NFL. Uh, right before you got here, Joe Burrow was having an uh, a surgery on his uh, – let me see here. I don't know. I think – it's not going to put him out for the season, I don't think. But it's definitely going to put him out for some practice time. It's a – his to remove his appendix. Okay. So he'll miss some practice time, but I mean, I guess, you know. N- not to ever – downplay any kind of procedure but and it's an appendix right it's not it's not part of his his other in injury history oh my god this is yeah. something that five-year-old kids get removed and yeah they're fine in a couple days but um but not a, like a lot of not a lot of news really right now for the, i mean they had the nfl they just created something called the nfl plus or something yeah i'm not sure what that know. is I, it's like i don't know like mlb but cheaper i guess but um, well, they already have the package. They already have the red zone. So yeah. what could plus be? It's like four ninety nine a month, thirty nine something a year. But what is it? It's I guess it just shows you extra plays or I don't I don't know. I saw something that you get like something exclusive for pre games, like oh. pre game the three games. Like come on, I'm not paying four ninety nine yeah, for that. Who wants that? Yeah. Right, and then something with local games. But I mean, we already get that. So. Yeah. Well, got to read up on it. But. The NFL this year, this season is is I think at least, I know I know my team, the Commanders. At least one of them is going to be on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, and it's you're going to stream it, stream at least two or three games. So you got to pay attention because you might have to have that kind of stuff this season. Yeah, 
you know, I, know I have Direct TV, too. and I know there's at least two games that we're going to have to stream or figure out. You know, we're going to have to get Amazon Prime yeah. for for one week to to see the game. So maybe that's what Plus is. Maybe you don't have to worry about that. It's yeah, a streaming service. De- definitely, I know definitely for Prime. I think that is one. I don't think it'll be on TV no more. Um, you obviously got ESPN. You've got Fox, CBS. I don't know who else would be. Think about think about streaming. I think about all the networks and all the broadcasters. How they've all switched around this season. I know. Where they're going to be? Who's yep. going to be at Fox? Who's going to be on ESPN? It, it, I keep it's saying crazy. it, but Fox, the World Series this year is not going to be the same without Joe Buck. I, He's I, the best in the business. Something I just cannot get over. It's just you know. He's but, the um, best in the business. His dad was great. Yeah. So, but um, Jack Buck. You know, the NFL, though, I know we say it every season, but this season looks good, too, for teams to be playing against each other. But my team, whew, I'm not just saying it because it's the Ravens, but um, we're looking good. And a lot of people want to keep talking crap on Lamar. You know, all this stuff is happening, and, you know, he shouldn't be getting paid this, and he's not worth I hope this season he embarrasses all those people that said that because Lamar, Lamar is great. Lamar he's, he's, is great. He's probably talent. the most unique talent in the NFL, and, and certainly at the quarterback position. And a lot of people don't give him the credit that he should be getting. But I mean, we have built a team that's going to be going to be nasty. He's only been in the league what five years? Yeah. It's not like he's ancient. You know, if you think if you look at a quarterback and you go, "Oh, he's great in the regular season and he puts up all these numbers and he's dynamic, but he can't win the big one," call Matthew Stafford. Because the, when you're good, you're good. Yeah. You just need the right situation, and you the right, and they have a great coaching staff and a, and, a, and a lot of talent around them. Sometimes you just need the right time in the right situation. Nope. Yep. Lamar Jackson is, without question, a guy that can win you championships. He's that he can do it on his own. Yeah. Sometimes. So I don't get it. The only thing I'll say about Jackson is his he he's going to have to to update it, get his passing a little more refined. He's so talented running the ball. You know, at the end of the season, his stats look good passing-wise, but when you get in big games late in December, you got to be able to make accurate throws in bad weather. I think I think he's undefeated in December. Oh, okay. I think that's what I read, or something like that, which is nice, but not... But I just mean like in winter. Yeah. I didn't really oh, just yeah. mean December, but I, I didn't know that. I, th- I, didn't I think so. Well, I don't know, because I remember last year we lost our last six games, so I don't think... It might have been September, or it's one of the. It's one month. I do know that he is. Um, he hasn't lost yet, but you know, yeah. The way we dropped but those six. I, games. I don't know but, who can hate on Lamar. What's there to hate on? Right. Always been since he's been in the league. Well, and they want to keep. They keep going at the fact that you know they we we got rid of Marquise Brown, so you know wide receivers don't like playing there, and blah 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 blah. And then Marquise says, you know, it's you know. But I will admit, we are a team that's not. We've never really brought in the greats at wide receiver. Right. Like, as, like, the past 10 years, you know, our greats were Antoine Bolden. Our tight ends, though? Yeah. Dennis Pitta. A lot of people forget about Dennis Pitta. Mark Andrews has become a stud. You know, we had Hayden Hurst for two years. Um, oh, you can go back to the early thousands. He had great tight ends. Oh, yeah. But they didn't necessarily <laughs> – the, the 2001 Baltimore Ravens, probably one of the greatest defenses ever, no question. You can argue they are. Um, <laughs> they won a championship – with Trent Dilfer, no receivers, and I, I think they had a decent tight end. I can't remember his name, but they've that's been kind of their thing. They build around defense, and it, I mean Jackson's the most dy- dynamic offensive player the franchise has ever had. Yeah, you know, so that that changed everything. But for years they were just a defensive team, and and the offense don't screw it up. 
Well, and that, now now they can take over offensively. And our fullbacks, uh, everybody sleeps on the talent we've had. We've brought in Lynch, who's a uh, uh, Super Bowl champion. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk was there for four years, I think, or five. Now we have Patrick Ricard, who's 300, I think, 340, and solid <laughs> muscle coming up the middle. Right. Come on now. I mean, that's the way that team's built, though. Yeah. I mean, late they're they're a control the clock, and you know keep you keep your defense fresh, and and the defense can be dominant. Yeah. So I mean, the Ravens are going to be right. I mean, I I was surprised the Bengals won it last year. Oh yeah, what, I think everybody was. You know, and, and give Joe Burrow credit; he's that good. Yeah. You know, but I still think coming into the season, the Ravens are the favorite in that division. Now the Bengals are going to be no pushover. Oh no, they're going to be right right behind us. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be a tough division. I'm not saying the Ravens are going to win the division, but you know. Who knows what's going to happen with the Browns because, you know, Deshaun Watson and stuff. <laughs> then you got the Bengals. Only Cleveland. The Steelers, you know, they're still a front-runner-ish team, wild-card team, us, and then the Bengals. So it's it's the best division in the league. I don't think anybody can argue what that What the Browns one, gave up for Watson, and they knew the risk. He hadn't even been to court yet. Yeah. What they gave up for him with all that baggage and, and it's Great as he is and talented as he is, was one of the dumbest moves I think in football history, and it's a classic Cleveland move because they had a good draft. Mm-hmm. They have good players. Oh yeah, I mean if you could get Deshaun Watson uh, in any other era, if he wasn't like being indicted on sexual misconduct every week, right? You'd have a Super Bowl contender. Oh yeah, but you you gave up first round draft picks for years for Watson, and he's probably either not going to play or only play half the season. That's and they, Cleveland. They just gave up on Baker Mayfield. Like yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah, that might come back too. And Washington should have picked him up. Washington should should still try to pick him up. Or I'm something. probably going to eat these words, and now it's it's on record. But I would have taken him over Wentz oh, if yeah. I had my choice. He's oh, younger, yeah. healthier, more athletic. Yep, still has some more years you know, left. Carson Wentz is definitely an upgrade yep. for our team, and but I don't know. But that's not saying much. Yeah, you know, I think we're uh, we're a sub 500 team. That, that they all have a chance to y'all's division this year. If the defense rebounds and they had a disappointing season last year, yeah, then yeah, I and think the, so. You got to watch out for the Giants too this year. I'm telling you. You think? I, oh yeah, I feel like they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna. I wouldn't say I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs, but I think that they're gonna hurt some teams when it's trying to get into the playoffs. Oh yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be good. I, I expect them to at least get probably three wins in their division against the team. Okay, I, I think they'll probably. I don't know. When they play, oh, it's always good. Yeah, I'd they say, always play as tough. That's been going on since I've been alive. No I matter how say, bad they are. I know. I'd say they'll probably get a win against y'all, and they'll probably beat the Eagles. I don't think they'll beat the Cowboys. So between the Eagles and y'all, they'll probably beat twice. How do you feel about Daniel Jones? He's really he's, – he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Some aspects he's got to fix. But he's pretty, there's some younger talent coming into the team. If he can throw more, like, you know, accurate, yeah, he'll be good. Well, he hasn't had great receivers, that's for sure. Right. And, that's, that's what I'm saying. And, Bar- and Barkley's probably kind of like Elliott. He's on the downside. He's oh not quite God. what he was. No. But this will be all right. He's going to be better than Ezekiel Elliott. I love Ezekiel Elliott. But he has disappointed me since 2016 now. 2016, up. You yeah. Know, it's like. I mean, there are there are running backs that sustain that level of play yeah. and go to the Hall of Fame, and there are guys that have three or four years where they're Hall of Fame, you know, you would, in in the conversation, and they just drop off. Yep. And that's and running backs, man, they get a lot of tread on them tires. Oh yeah. 
Barkley and, and, and Elliott had a lot of tread on those tires. So I hope neither one of them bounces back for, for my team's sake. Yeah. But uh, I have a feeling their best days are behind them. And then you got um, Dak Prescott for the Cowboys. Let me tell you something. As somebody that hates the Cowboys worse than, than I probably hate just about anything, Yeah. Dak Prescott was playing as well last year as any quarterback in the NFL before he got hurt. And all the haters out there are, are, are completely ignorant yeah. of how good he is. And oh, yeah. he is that good. Yeah, he's got some weapons at wide receiver. You know, the running game is average. He's got a very good offensive line, a great offensive line. Oh, yeah. But Prescott is is a top 7-8 quarterback in the league, in my opinion. You think he'll uh, be the front runner for um, MVP? I don't know about that. There's a, no. <laughs> there's a lot of talent at quarterback. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, MVP is kind of a political thing. Oh, yeah. It depends on your record. You know, it's like you're the most valuable player on a team that was 14-2. and two. You may not have been better than the guy that was 9-7. and seven. Right. To me, that's the MVP, a guy that can take a bad team and make them better than they are. But that's not how that works. It's, it's so MVP to me has always been overrated. I want to ask you real quick, how do you feel about Russell Wilson and the Broncos? That's going to be interesting. Yeah. That's going to be real interesting. I mean, that that's kind of a – the wild card of, of the NFL. So, you know, I don't follow Denver enough, but I know they have talent. They certainly have talent on defense. They got uh, Jerry Judy, right? Is that his name? Yeah. The wide receiver? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and Russell Wilson wasn't what he was five years ago, but he's still very good, and he can elevate people around him. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. This guy's yeah. just been great his whole career, and he's yeah. played in conservative offenses because they build their team around running in defense. So – That'll be interesting being out there in the mile high with, with the different air. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that's going to be definitely one of the stories of the season. What do you think? The Seahawks, are they going to be in danger this season? Who do they have at quarterback? I don't even know. Uh, we'll have to look I it up. I don't even – That, to me, is, that, that to me is the question mark. But, you know, I, I'm not a big Pete Carroll fan personally, but as a coach he's so good and that organization is so solid that they yeah. will – they're always competitive. Oh, that's right, Drew Locke. That's oh. right. Well, let me let me Gino let, Smith let me Jacob retract Eason. everything I just said in the last twelve seconds. No, they're going to suck. With Drew, with Drew Locke, they are going to suck. All he is, I guess, is a stopgap until they draft the next quarterback. Yeah, they're probably like the Washington Nationals. They know they're not going to do anything, but Drew's going to be our, our guy this season. No, they're not going to be very good. Oh my god, they're going to they're going to have to win thirteen to ten every game. Oh yeah, let's put it that way. Right. Um. Speaking of the Nationals, and you just hit because I wanted to bring it up, Juan Soto. <laughs> if you're a general manager in the league right now, are you even trying to attempt to sign this dude? I think he, he has gotten the worst advice from any agent that I've ever heard. All right, if you don't want to be in Washington, that's one thing. Right. $440 million, it's good to be Juan Soto to turn oh, yeah. down. But if, you're, if you want to go to a contender – Fine. You're not going to see that $440 million again. No. Who's going to pay you a half a billion dollars? He wants closer to $500 million. Who's going to pay you that? The Yankees can't afford him. Nope. Not with their, their payroll. The Dodgers can't. The Padres probably can't. You're not going to get that $500 million. You're probably going to get traded and then have lost out on over $100 million or $200 million you could have had. Yeah. Because I guarantee you nobody's ready to pay Juan Soto $500 million. 
most of them aren't ready to pay him four hundred and forty million, like the Nationals were. So I think that's that's one of the most incredible stories you'll ever hear. He turned down four hundred and forty million dollars. The guy could blow his knee out tomorrow. Yep. But I, I guess he he's ready to move on. You know. Well, is was what it was for? Uh, it was for fifteen years, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I baseball. I don't know how the contracts work, but he wouldn't. Know, he was not going to play fifteen years. You know, I'm sure it would have been three years, and then he's eligible for free agency or whatever. That, well, that's what I was saying. You, you, I, 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 I you see, have guaranteed contracts in baseball, but yeah. not. They're never. There's no guaranteed contract in sports. Because I know uh, Tatis signed a 14 year deal. That was was that last? That was last it year. Was, yeah. So he signed a 14 year deal. I don't. See, I guess maybe because I'm stuck on like the NFL with their short years. You know, that's why I've always said like, you know, 440 million is a lot. That's a lot of money. But it's also like you know you're stuck here for 15 years. Yeah. You know, so if something goes wrong, you know, you can request a trade, but it's going to be a little bit harder. So I, that's why that's why I, I try to see both sides of that. I saw him, that's why I was saying is like maybe he's you know four 440 millions you know a lot that's crazy amount of money. But it's almost like, you know, yeah, but I'm stuck here for 15 years. I could go sign a four-year deal, you know, with someone else. I don't know where he'll go. You know, I mean, maybe if he doesn't get traded by the trade deadline, then the, then you can bring the Yankees up because they're going to lose Aaron Judge at the end of the season. That That is just going to be think? Already, Oh, my God, yes. Yes, he's gone. Two teams that's going to either – no. Three three possible teams. The Athletics, that's going to be a, that's going to be pushing it. Um, the Reds. Okay. I, w- I was going to put the Pirates up there, but I don't think so. They're kind of like us. Why do you think they're going to lose them? They can't afford them? Yeah. He's going to be asked for way too much money. Way too if much. If Soto somehow gets that contract somewhere. Now, now, when we say 15 years, I know what you're saying. $440 million over 15 years. You yeah. average that out. You know, and then and then Aaron Judge is going to get six hundred, and he thinks he just and he just signed his contract for fifteen, and Aaron Judge is going to get is going to get six hundred million in seven years. He's thinking he got completely screwed. Yeah, I I, I get that, you know, and but it's the risk you take. But uh, Aaron Judge leaving, yeah, I can't. I just can't. I'm I'm calling that. I I really do think. Once again, I'm praying for it. Unless unless they do something, you know, they get rid of, like, a lot of people. Because, like, Aronis Chapman, his contract expires. Now, this season, probably his worst season by far, okay? There's no arguing that. But I would love to see the Orioles pick him up. Oh, just, yeah. Just as, like, a setup pitcher or yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. a close. And we could afford him. He's not He's not that much, you know? And we're not trying to spend too much money because we're in a rebuilding phase. So a rolling step would be perfect for yeah, that. Yeah, we're, we're uh, not overpaying people. Yeah. Because so, we're going to have to pay this young talent soon. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> coming. The Adleys. Yep. The, the, Mount Castles. Matt Castles. Yep. Uh, and, and, Mullins, Hayes, and, all those. And these other rookies, if they come up and they, and they turn out to be what they're supposed to be, first-round picks, yeah. and are that good, we're going to be paying a lot of money. So, oh, yeah. and Gunnar Henderson, watch him too, because he's yeah. going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of money for him too. Um, last thing, and then I'll move on to the next subject. But uh, I really hope. I don't know why. It's one of my favorite baseball players, Rugnet Odor. I pl- I hope we don't get rid of him. He's a gamer. I feel like I really feel like we're going to get rid of him because that's what we did with VR. We brought him in for a year, and they said, "Okay, good luck to you." And you know he's gone. But I really hope that this year we think a little bit. Okay. We got an older guy. We're possibly going to lose Trey Mancini. So having that veteran talent on the team, still pretty decent. Can, yeah. Got a lot of power and a yeah. little dude. The little guy's got a lot of that power. That can smack the ball out, you know, 
He had that month in June where he was destroying it. Oh, it was every game he was going one for something <laughs> you know, or, you know. He was, he was literally winning games for you. Yep. So, I like Odor. Where does he fit in? Who are they bringing up? The, the Orioles, you don't know what they want to do. They, look, they didn't know they were going to be this good this oh, season. Yeah. You're in a wild card hunt. Oh, yeah. Do you just throw that away and go, all right, we're going to get rid because we, we just want to bring all these young people up. And, get, and, and that's been the plan all along. So it's going to be interesting to see which way they go. So the Odors, uh, the, the Mancinis, and a few others are probably going to be out the window. But are yeah. they good enough to still compete? We'll see. Odor's one of those. He's like in that late game. He's like a late game put in. Because they've put him in multiple times. You know, like he hadn't even played the whole game. Pinch hit seventh inning, knocks home a run, you know. Yeah. Yep. So is that one, you know, is that something you want to do? And then, you know, you got Robinson Chirinos. When he, when we signed him this offseason, I was I got mad. I ain't gonna lie. I really I did. I was like, you know, we just spent money on Robinson Chirinos when we have I think his name's Brett Cumberland. I can't remember if that may be his name is a catcher. And then Adley Rutschman, we we all knew he was gonna be called up this season. So it's like, why would you go out and sign an older Robinson Chirinos when you could have bought you know either saved the money for the trade deadline, you know. Or you sign someone else that's a little bit, you know, that we need pitchers, a third baseman, something like that. So, well, I, I guess they figured they didn't know whether to bring Rushman up or, you know, at the time they didn't. They yeah. probably should have brought him up in April. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, why? Why would you wait? Like, what are you doing? Right. You don't. In, but they probably thought they just needed a veteran catcher to get him through till Adley was ready. I'm still mad we didn't keep Manny Machado. That yeah, every so time nice I turn the TV on, I watch him hit a home run. He was oh, playing on ESPN the other night, and there he goes. But, Still you know, at the same time, player, Machado but... is one of the – he's from the West Coast, I believe. You know, I think he's – he's was he from Mexico? No, uh, Port- he's Dominican Republic. Dominican. I think he's from Miami, though. But Okay, so he's from Miami. Yeah, so but he's Florida. used to be in, in Floridas and Californias, yep. and you're in Baltimore, and you think you're a bigger star than you are. It's like he wanted to go to a bigger stage. Yeah. You know, that's the why Padres, it's so hard to keep these these players. The, the Padres, though, they're good. If they can be healthy and they're going to get Tatis back at some point. Oh, oh my God. Sandy, yeah, they've been hot, too. Oh, yeah. No, they're going to compete. And they're going yeah, to bring gonna him up. And then you got, I don't know I keep saying, but last thing, but Shohei Otani, oh he could be God. leaving. There's a lot of news on that. Him and Mike Trout, or not Mike Trout, um, someone else on the uh, team. Wasn't Rendon. It was someone else, but they. But there's a lot of people that say that Shohei Otani may uh, get traded before the deadline. I never thought I would live to see today when Major League Baseball had a player like they used to 70 years ago that could be a dominant pitcher and then a great offensive player. And, yeah, and could and could play every day if you ask him. Literally, <laughs> and he plays every day when he's pitching. He's hitting in the same thing. It's, I mean, it's crazy. The way Major League Baseball is now. Certain pitchers, you won't even pitch them three innings. You have, they have a pitch count, and you won't see them for three or four days. Yep. This guy, not only do they pitch him as long as he wants, but then he physically plays. He bats. You know, he he's, he DHs. He can play outfield. He can play outfield. Yep. He's he's a marvel, and it just goes to show that sometimes I think a lot of these managers and organizations overthink that kind of stuff. Yep. These, you know, if they're healthy and they're young, let them go, let them play. But that guy now late in the season, if you think you're going to be in the playoffs, yeah, you have to yeah. start saving arms. It gets colder. Oh yeah, stuff like that you got to yeah. think about. But man, when you got a player like that, you can't get rid of him. That that's someone <laughs> you spend a lot of for money many on. reasons. That's yes. the face of your. Well, you would think that Trout would be, but I think he's he's him he's and Trout realizing are. that yeah. you know. But um, 
yeah, sports right now is it's going to be good. You know, you got uh, baseball's coming to the end. They're going to get to the playoffs. NFL's kicking back up. You got the Premier League kicking up. NASCAR's going to be going into the playoffs. When is that? Is that October, I think? Yeah, I think so. So a lot of stuff in sports is going to be going good. But not like we're going to be traveling anywhere because of inflation. That's what I'm going to talk about next. Uh, gas prices are starting to come down. They're still averaging, I think it was $4.57 a gallon, I think, is the daily average all through the states. Uh, baby formula is still a problem. Um, we've got, uh, what else was it? Uh, oh, food and um, regular stuff you get in the store is going through the roof. Lumber is going through oh, the roof. Lum- Everything lumber. is yeah. going through the roof. And yet, we have people that sit up in D.C., and argue constantly every single day, and yet we're still suffering here at home with, you know, all this inflation. It's ridiculous. Well, you know, you they're not <laughs> you have midterm elections coming up in November. So partisan bipartisanship is is gonna be hard to uh to garner right now. Um you know, you have a president that's basically impotent. He's he's his own party is is pulling away from him. Uh, he has people leaving his administration in droves. They don't have a plan. He's old, and not just old, but he seems to struggle, and he has no vision. Yeah. But the one thing he he does do, and he's consistent in, is he's beholden to the far left of his party, which is killing his party, is killing the country, and is going to kill them in the midterms because he's sticking to all these radical, crazy policies that make no sense. How do you stick to a policy where gas prices are $5 a gallon, and, but you go and beg terrorist organizations like Saudi Arabia, the Iranians, and Venezuela to, to help us with, with exporting and importing more fuel. I saw, more, I saw, I saw what, the Saudi Arabian thing. What, well, how weird was that? First of all, gave him a fist bump when he first saw him. These are people when he was running for election, he called pariahs and evil. Oh, yeah, and, I saw that evil. video. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, First of all, what is what is the deal with that dude? I tried doing research on him, and evidently he killed some reporter or something. The yeah. uh, Saudi Arabian, what do they call him? Crown Prince, Crown Prince, or whatever. Yeah, on a shoggy or yeah, whatever he is. But yeah, that's what they do over there, by the way. Yeah, but <laughs> but but I was trying to figure out because a lot of people were saying that you know his um the reporter's family that they had killed, but that you know they're going to decline, almost like Russia, but that. They were ashamed and uh, what was the word? Um, disappointed that Biden even you know shook hand or gave him a fist bump, didn't even bring it up. Yeah, you know. And then you know the White House people and, and Biden said he brought it up, and you know they said, oh, we didn't do it, and blah 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 blah. But it, we're talking. Was that two years ago? A year Probably. Ago? Yeah. So it's kind of like they don't care. You know, it's over. Of course they don't care. So and who's going to do anything about it? Right. But all right. So so Biden goes to Saudi Arabia. Why? We all know why. Yeah. But why else would you go to Saudi Arabia at any time, especially Joe Biden, who claimed that they were one of the worst, you know, governments in the world, which they are. He's right about that. We went there begging for oil. We went there begging for gas. When we could reopen the Keystone Pipeline, reopen pipelines here. And I tell you what, if I'm a political strategist for Joe Biden, it would make his life a lot easier. Yeah. Because it would have brought gas prices down to the levels, pre-Biden levels, we'd be in a $250, $3 range, and it would help him politically. 
but he's so beholden and so obsessed with green energy that might work 78 years from now if the whole world gets on board. That's not going to happen. That, well, that's not going to happen. No. no matter what we do, China, yeah. Russia, and India, the biggest polluters in the world, yeah. aren't, aren't going to go electric tomorrow. No. So it's, it's, it's a fairy tale. But the idea that we would go begging terrorist organizations for oil... When we have it here. When we have it here. We have it here. It's so it asinine free. and insane. And we can have the debate about transferring to clean energy and getting off of fossil fuels. We can have that. I'm, I'm not against that. Yeah. But when you're in a crisis situation, when, you, when your country's hurting, yep. you got to do what you got to do at that time. Yeah. And he's not willing to do that. That's the only thing he sticks to is the far left. So there was a thing I saw right before we got on here. Uh I think it was Biden had signed something for like 180 days to open back up um, the oil or something in the country. Well, no, he did the um, um, the the it's called the uh, um, it's it's an emergency stock reserves is what it is. What did he call it? That's what he did. He 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 went into our petroleum and stock reserves. It's emergency oil. Oh yeah, the is a sale of additional 20 million barrels of oil. From strategic, strategic, yeah, 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 yeah. That that's emergency oil. By the way, that's supposed to be saved for war, yeah. if we ever have to use it. Okay, so why is that okay? That oil, that gas is okay. What's the difference between that and 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 fracking, right? And and employing people and getting. I mean, that it's so. It just goes against logic, and it goes against him. It's bad for him. Yeah, that's he killed himself with that, but he won't relent. Oh, and he's losing. Big time in the polls right now, or yeah, like the yeah. uh, what is it? And they do like the daily stuff. Yeah, America, yeah. are you satisfied? Something like that. I mean, his approval rating. Even, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Even yeah. the New York Times is thirty three percent. Yeah, thirty three percent. Yeah, and uh, but you know, it's not just it's not just Biden. Look what's happening in the cities. Yep, the crime is up because of policies defund the police. We're letting criminals back out on the streets after they they offend. Uh, some of them very violently. We're letting them out within 24 hours. The border, the oh nightmare God. of the border. You know what made me mad is when we sent baby formula down to those people. Exactly. And they had like we okay, had a it, okay. If they were you know went through everything and they were cleared and then they are supposed you know they're an American now, I don't have a problem. But don't give it to the people that are trying to get through that have no nothing, no papers, no nothing, and we're going to send that down there. That's priority one. Right. We have people, you know, right. people living in the U. All right, come on now. We can't, I mean, it just goes against common sense, common decency, and that's the problem with with Joe Biden and his party right now. Biden was not always like that. Yeah. Biden was more of a pragmatist at so, at one point in his career, and I think he's gotten to that age. He's president. He thinks his legacy. He promised to be the most progressive president ever. <laughs> or liberal president ever, he's keeping to that, but his people make him keep to that. So he, he everything he does goes against common sense, morality, and normalcy, but he doubles down on it. And not only is it bad for the country and the world, it's killing him politically. It's so stupid that you just watch it. It's like watching a train wreck over and over and over. It happens every day. Yeah, So every day. The only thing that can save the Democrat Party is if Donald Trump runs. Mm. If he runs, then that can you know, I'm talking about in 24. Yeah. That's the only only way they can rewin the White House. I don't think Biden's going to. I don't think Biden will make no. it. But if somebody on the Democrat, that's how you win. If the if Republicans are dumb enough to nominate Donald Trump as their nominee, 
Now we got a long way to go, and he's got a lot of stuff still coming at him. He just he just returned to D.C. today. Oh yeah, he's already campaigning. Yeah, yeah. If they do that, you're going to hand the Democrats the White House back. That's the only hope. I don't. I don't. They have. I disagree with that. I think. Only, now I think if Biden runs again, and Trump runs again, Trump's getting it. I, I, that that's possible. That that I, one's that possible. Is, I just don't see yeah. Biden even making it. But I, if his they, own party doesn't want him to, and he's going to be eighty. What's it going to be? 84? <laughs> I don't like see that. it. I don't see it. Now, same thing with if Harris runs. You know, oh, she's God. like, okay, I'm going to take over. Now, if Harris runs and it's Trump, Trump again. It's going to have to be someone a little bit younger, someone, you know, that you don't really hear about. Hogan would be a perfect, you know. Yeah. Democrat, though, I, I don't think he would, you know. But I don't Trump's going to get back you in. You think he'll win the nomination? He's a party's I, I nomination. Tr- I, 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 And it's not even, you know. This is just going off of political, just you know, thinking. I think Trump will be back in in twenty four. I really do. Really? I, I th- oh my God! I think a lot of people, and you know what I think is with the January six hearings and stuff. I think a lot of people were like, okay, you know what? Let me get. I don't care who you are. Both sides were like, you know what? Let me let me just pay attention. And it did something with people. You either were a Trump fan, and then you're like, you know, this is some bull crap. And you switch over. Right. You have more. And that is happening. Democrat people. But you also have Democratic people who are like, you know what? We're sick of this. You know, we get it. This happened. Now they're switching over. So the whole country, first of all, divided as crazy as ever, but are starting to switch. And, you know, they are. They are. You know, the Democrat Party is a huge problem because the core constituencies they used to be able to count on Hispanics and African-Americans are leaving in droves. Yeah. Because. Even they are looking at this uh, uh, the the lunacy of some of their policies, and I'm not going to get into some of the social issues. Yeah, that they just it goes against any moral thinking. Hispanics are they got a big problem with Hispanics right now, and you would think it would be the opposite because of all this border stuff. Yeah, no, a lot of Hispanics are very conservative in terms of their religion. They're very heavy Catholic. You know, and they're looking at these policies, and I'm not going to get into social issues. And they're looking at that, and they're going, "This is not the party I remember." Yeah. You know, this is be, this is off the cliff. So you start losing that little by little, and you're going to have a big problem. It's like, like I was telling someone else, I was like, you know, I don't like the fact that you know we have to pick a side. You know, it's like, okay, well, we're going to be either Democrat or Republican. Back in the day, yes, that's how things were. Now. Come on now. Nobody nobody goes up to you and you're like, are you Republican? I yeah. support Donald Trump. Yeah, I know. You didn't answer the question. Yeah, no, I, know. I support. You know, it's just like, you might as well just get rid of that at this point because nobody's running that's off a, of- That's a great point. You know, nobody's running off of that. Because your generation and generations are so sick of both parties and they've been so corrupt and so bad for so long, they don't even want to identify. Yep. They just want to go, don't, don't call me a Republican. Don't call me a Democrat. Yep. I'll vote for that guy if you ask right. me who I'm voting for, but, but I don't I'm have neither. any allegiance to these parties. Yep. And that's what happened with our last election. A lot of people are like, you know what? I'm Democratic, you know, but I like Trump's policy switch, you know. Right. And then you got people that are like, well, I'm Republican, but I just can't stand what this dude has to right. do. And then switch. But And then you have my father and grandfather's generation that because they grew up Republican, Democrat, even though everything that party is doing would be a go against all of their values. That's just the way they were raised. Yep. I was raised a Democrat. I'm voting Democrat. It's like, wait a minute. You wouldn't be for one thing. You wouldn't be in favor of one thing this policy, this uh, uh, party is doing right now. Right. But you were raised that way. 
So you have yeah. that part of it. Like I was a Republican, I was a Democrat. Then the kids are are have gotten smarter about it. They're like I don't I don't want to identify with either one of that that crap. And it's hard. You can't you can't vote independent. It's so hard. It, it's not gonna. It's gonna take years for an independent to ever get in the White House. And I and I'm not even gonna say never, never. You know, I don't want to say yeah. it's never gonna happen. But Trump was close because Trump was not a traditional Republican. He was an outsider. He was he was, uh, you know, <laughs> Donald Trump was at least smart enough to know his base, and it wasn't his base before. Yeah, he knew the issues to jump in and become a, a conservative. He was never a conservative. You know, he was kind of a he's a business guy. He was all over the place, but he was never a hardcore Republican. It's so funny, but he he understood who he was. He knew it was the right time to jump in, and he became this fierce MAGA Republican. Yep. So, I I was watching the January sixth stuff. I first of all, props to anybody that could sit there and watch hour props, like three props hours. You. you know, three hours of it. I mean, oh my god, but. I, 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 the first two, I watched full. That thing, it was like six hours total. I was like, you know, dude, I can't. <laughs> I can't do this. I, I'm just going to have to do highlights. But this last one they had, let me tell you something. I don't care who you are. If you live in the U.S. and you watch that and you thought, you know, you know what? That's okay. Like, take, out, take the polit- politics out of it. Just as a president. Come on, man. That is sick. That is sick. The fact that he sat there and was like, you know what? These are my people. We got to stand up for the fact that he got his ass whooped. That's plain right. out and simple. He lost. There's right. no ifs, ands, and buts. And you're going to sit there and tell me that you support the cops and all that. And you got how many? How many cops died that day? Six or three? There, there were there something were, there like there that. Like, police that like that what? Like come on now. And then you got your vice president that you could care less about now. You know, or right. during that time, it, you know, right. it's like. And we got. Did you see the video? With him doing the speech, which one? Oh yeah, yeah. The one he was like, I can't say that, or right, like, right. I'm having trouble saying. It was some simple word, like really. Yeah. Come on. My my problem with the January sixth stuff is there's no rebuttals. It's 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 a committee calling whoever they want and 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 giving you their version of the book. It's it, they're, both they're, sides. They're, well, you yep. need if you're in a if you're in a court of law. Now I'm not saying they don't have a strong case. But to me, it loses legitimacy when a bunch of politicians can sit on a committee and bring up whoever they want, and then the other side goes, wait, we need to bring in Jeffrey. This guy has something to say. No. Uh, hold on. We need to bring in a witness. No. So and so you're, able, their own you're able to orchestrate yeah. your own. But that doesn't take away from a lot of, of the facts. But at the same time, it just loses a little bit of legitimacy because there's, there's never any other side. It's just hours and hours and hours no. of us. You know, and what Trump did, I don't think Trump knew they were going to storm the Capitol. He didn't. Nobody knew. He wasn't behind that. He was derelict, and he was terrible. Once he knew they were doing it, he smirked, and he was happy they were doing it. I disagree that he didn't know. I think I think when he when he got down off the stand, it doesn't raise to criminality. No, no, no. There's but no I'm just criminal. saying, just in the head, yeah. when he got down off the stand from you know doing his speech, I, I think he knew. And I and oh, I, I believe. Think so. Oh yeah, yeah. Once it really got going, I think he knew. Yeah. But I don't think. But it's it's a stretch to say he was telling them to go march on the Capitol and do it. They were already there. He got it's almost like he showed up late and heard about it and was like, "That doesn't make it any better." Yeah. But it's not like he was behind. Go get them. It's just once they were there, I don't think he knew how bad it was. And he was trying to be provocative, like, "Oh," because nobody knew how bad it was yet. 
when he was out there giving that speech. Yeah. Well, they knew something was going yeah, on. Nobody knew that they he didn't know that. they were sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair. Yeah. So, but I'm not trying to let Trump off the hook on that. That's terrible. I just think that 2000. We have short attention spans nowadays, and I, I think that that by 2024, unless something major happens where there's indictments and convictions, which there already are too, for guys like oh. Steve Bannon. I'm talking like for Trump. And oh I, yeah. I don't. Th- I think that most people by by the next, if the economy's still bad, and the, and the world's in the shape it's in, that's going to seem so minor. Doesn't mean yeah. it's not a good part of history that that's going to be. But I, I don't know how much of an effect that'll have on any kind of presidential election. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean that it'll be brought back up. The oh, Democrats yes. will use it every five minutes. Oh, yeah. But and the Lincoln Project will bring it back up. Sure. They do a lot of. I mean, that. that's what you do. But. Yeah. Um. Speaking of the world, I, this last topic, and then we'll wrap things up. But um. Have you ever heard of BRICS? The India, it's called BRICS, but oh, it's got Brexit? India. You mean Brexit? I think so. That's England. No, no, no. It's a. It's oh. almost like a NATO, but it's got China. Oh. No, I really one. haven't. Oh, that alliance. Yeah. Is that got, what it's called? Yeah. It's called BRICS. Yeah, That's those are called. scary people on that stage. Oh, yeah. Every single one of them. I mean, that's Hitler, Mussolini... Uh, 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 Brazilian's president who is oh, nasty, nasty, extremely nasty. I don't know who that is. I've never seen him before. I think he's Uganda. I think he's Uganda. Might be, and that's I know that's India's president. But the the, the two scariest ones are these. Yes, very, 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 very scary. And and you know what? When all this stuff was happening, and still is happening with Ukraine. You know, and then you know they had China's president met with them. And they t- and they said that you know oh the Chinese Chinese president told them that you know enough's enough and, <laughs> right okay he was more like all right we're almost done so what let's, do you, you need know, right what else do you need it's ridiculous we'll send it, I mean because that's changed because just last week they they signed all kinds of accords uh, and agreements and China's helping them. of course people. they are of course yep. China now they're looking at that and going well the rest of the world just let that happen yep where it's time to take Our Taiwan turn. yep it's and and their Taiwan today was having bomb uh. uh you know, bomb drills, yeah, bomb shelter drills, because they're expecting China to invade. Oh, and then you got North Korea too. And what the hell is Nancy Pelosi doing over there? In she, Taiwan? Yeah, she's in Taiwan. She's in Taiwan. I didn't see that. Yeah, so that's that's really helping. Where, she visited Ukraine too, didn't she? I guess like an unannounced plan. That was that was different. Well, you had to do it unannounced. Yeah. Just well, no, no, I'm sec- not talking about the unannounced security part. reasons. Yeah, I'm right. just talking about her going over there. Uh, that yeah. was kind of yeah, that helped. It's a little uh, different. That I can't believe that's that's still going on. We're, what'll be seven months in? It's six. Back February. In February. February. So that's ridiculous, you know. And Russia. Oh, I wanted to tell you. I watched this documentary called. Um, hold up, I'm gonna figure out this one. Who is the guy that went to Russia and was running against Putin? Um, remember he got poisoned on the plane. <laughs> right. I don't mean to laugh, but that's what pe- happens when you, quote, run against Putin. Oh, yeah. Or even question Putin. People tend to die. I forgot his name. Ah, oh, shoot. What is it? Let me see. Let me see. Oh, no. I'm not going to remember the name. you got to be kidding me. Well, anyway, he was, it was on, he, he was a politician and did a whole thing about like you know, um, 
when he got poisoned, he's like, we're going to track and find out who did it. And he tracked all these people um, and landed it all the way back. And they started calling these guys. They're like, hey, you know, um, oh, my God, how am I not? HBO, that's what it is. Here we go. Navalny. Navalny, right here. Mm Mm-hmm. They did this thing, and then they tracked these guys that were under Trump or under um, Putin, and they said, "Hey, you know, why did you, um, why did you do this? You know, why did you, um, shoot? Why did you try to kill me?" And some of them would hang up, and then some would, you know, be like, they thought that it was, you know, a part of Putin. They're like, "Oh, right, well, right." Like, Putin wants to see what they're going to say. Yeah. Like, if they've like, been turning him in and spying on him. Yeah, and he's like, oh, well, against him. we thought it would work, and the, the stuff we used was supposed to work. And then, you know, they would be like, okay, well, what else? You know, who told you this? Well, it's the higher up. We all know who that is. So, just, you know, we all know who did it, but just proving it was just the better part. I was going to show you, but. It's just, that's just the room that they were in. Mm-hmm. And this is the guy that helped do it. Mm-hmm. Great series. Or great huh, that's movie. on HBO? HBO Max. I'll have to check it out. Yep, unreal, but. Interesting. Well, it's good to be a dictator. <sighs> and uh, yep. he's one of the greats. Living in a uh, It's amazing. World. You know, a guy was KGB, so he's so smart about that kind of stuff. He knows how to poison people. He knows how to kill people. But he also knows how not to be poisoned and killed. Yep. Because the history of Russia Going back to the czars, going back a thousand years, their leaders get poisoned, they get killed. It's like a country that can never improve in terms of, of being decent. It's so weird. They had a little period there in the late 80s, early 90s when communism fell. Yeah. But the history of Russia is strife, fighting, killing off Sneaky. leaders. One guy kills a leader, then this guy comes in for 20 years and somebody kills him. You know, it's, it's, it's a different world out there. Appreciate you coming on. It's awesome. I also wanted to say that um, if you guys have Instagram, go on Instagram. I have my new, um, I'd say it's like a news slash, you know, whatever. It's called the Flex Daily. Uh, It's real facts news, and it's not every time, you know, someone sneezes or Trump farts or something like that. You know, it's like important news, I would say. Um, Go follow that on Instagram at the Flex Daily. And, um, yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you. It's been good, man.